Welcome to the Epic Agent Success Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Weaver and Jacoby Kendrick. This podcast is dedicated to newer agents in the business who want the fast track to success. 90% of agents fail in their first year of business. Our goal is to help guide your journey away from the common mistakes most agents make and help you grow and build your business to epic levels you know you're capable of and desire. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Epic Agent Success Podcast. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Jerry. And on this, well, first of all, let's just say, you know, if you're actually looking at this or checking out a, a little bit of video from the podcast here, you're going to be able to tell that uh, I am in a different location and uh, Jerry's feeling a little bit under the weather, but sometimes you just have to adjust. You got to adapt and you got to overcome. So if the audio sounds a little bit different on this one, don't worry, we'll get back to it. But we're going to bring you some great value here in what we're talking about. And so this week, we're going to be talking about planning for 2023 and also planning for the future. How do you plan for your business? What should you do as a single agent and even as an agent that's got a team here. So we're going to go through a couple of things that we're going through and then also our thoughts on making plans for the future. Yeah. So if I don't hit, if I don't make it to that cough button uh, in time, I apologize. Yeah. I don't know how it is around the rest of the country, but in the Michigan area, man, the influenza A is running rampant. Is it influenza A? I don't know what it is for us. So we've been sick and actually, um, Brayden got sent home yesterday from school. So he was sick last week. It's totally fine though. It was like really mild. He yeah. just had like a, everybody had like a fever, everybody except for me and Andrea and Chloe didn't get it either. Little Haley got a little bit of it as well, but we thought he was good. And then yesterday they sent him home from school. Then he felt good. And then he was down again. It's so weird, yeah. man. Everybody's weird. been in and out. So the elementary school here, uh, I read yesterday, 117 kids out this week. A lot of kids homesick. It is, man. Yeah. And with everything that happened over the past couple of years, you know, everybody's yeah. asking questions, trying to figure out what's going on and all that. Yeah. Did you actually go to the doctor to figure out it was influenza A? Uh, I did. I went to urgent yeah. care. Gotcha. I wanted to get something for the cough so I could sleep. Perfect. Well, let's get into it. Let's start talking about planning here. What's going on? What are the what's the deal? What are your first thoughts here? And so planning, man, this is um for me is nuts because I remember when I first started down this road of coaching and um, kind of like the self-improvement or really trying to look at this idea of I didn't have to take life as it came that I could plan, you know, I could make a plan and and get after the plan. Um, It was hard for me to even think a year out, like what does it look like in a year? Like it, it really was a struggle. My mind was so conditioned to just living in the moment or, you know, going from closing to closing or check to check And uh, my mind was so conditioned to work that way that even getting out a year um, was really, really difficult for me as far as like what I would feel is a true attainable picture of what I wanted it to look like a year from now that one wasn't just something I knew was going to happen that I had to get after, but also that was something that was attainable. Like, so to me, all that goals was just, they were just numbers. They didn't really mean anything. And so this idea of planning is a, is a muscle. So like, if you, if you, if you don't do a lot of planning and you don't think out that far, like once you start doing it and you consistently do it, you're going to get a lot better at it. Now I'm to the point where I'm, and I don't quite have it, but I'm working on what I think I want that 10 year picture to look like. 
Um, but I'm, I got some real good clarity on one year and three years, and I'm really trying to hone in on what I want that 10-year mark to look like. And so planning is, uh, I get really excited about planning now. Planning is fun. And you say it's a, a muscle. I think it's a, it's a muscle, it's a skill, and then it's also a habit as well, too, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm, I'm fully with you on taking things as they come because I, I always did my goals kind of like what I think probably most people do at the beginning of the year. And they're like, oh, I want to get in shape. And it's like, okay, I'm going to get in shape. And then it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to the gym. And so what's always the busiest time of the year for the gym? It's always like, what, January? January. Probably like, yeah, the first week of January. And then by like two weeks out, everybody's already back to what they were doing before. And so if you don't make a plan and you don't make a habit or change your habits, then, you know, you go right back to what you had before. And uh, that's really probably what's changed the most for me throughout this, the whole planning process. You know, you talked about the 10 year, you know, we've also got the world that we're actually in now is the three one ninety. So you have your three year goals, your one year goal. And then the way you knock out your one year goal is in 90 day chunks, which is every single quarter. And so we could, we could, we're going to break that down, but that's just kind of the overview of how things look because you've got to break it down from that 10 year. And then you've got to have a three year that's going to be correlated to your 10 year. And then you got a one year that's correlated to your three year. And then your 90 days got to correlate to your one year. Right. And so I've actually never before the last couple of years and never sat down and thought about it that way. All I thought about is what I wanted and then tried to just willy nilly put a plan in place to go get it. Yeah. And then you talk about that 90 day like that, I think is the, that's where the money's at. That's where, where you can push the, you know, the ball forward. That's where, Kind of the magic's going to happen is in the 90 days and laying your 90 days, your quarters out in a way that's going to, you know, move your business, move your sales forward to, to get to that one year goal. Yeah. Cause you got your one year goal, which is usually what everybody kind of, kind of plans out. Right. So you're, especially if you're, we're in real estate. And so it's like, okay, what is my GCI goal? What's my volume goal? How many transactions do I want to do? And so, okay, that's all well and good. And then you usually break that down by 12 months, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do 48 deals. That means I got to do four transactions a month. Right. But the real question is, is how do you actually block that down to make those four transactions a month actually happen. And that's really the key to it, right? It's like, okay, I've got the one-year goal. And sometimes I don't think we put a lot of thought into it. We just literally just put numbers out there. And then we just say, okay, this is what I want to do. But in order to break that one-year goal down, you do have to break it down into 90-day chunks. And that is the skill. That's why I say it's a skill because breaking that 90 days down and getting really good at that and what you have to do, that is what's going to make you better because it's going to hyper-focus you, right? Yes. That's the hardest skill to learn is that 90-day skill. Because I always, you know, when you when you sit there and you break down, okay, what do I want to get done in the next 90 days? You know, feasibly, you're looking at two or three things that you can add to your business or improve in your business. But I always want to think my list is seven, eight, 10, 12 things long. And so I'm like, oh no, I don't want to, I, yeah, we got to, we got to do all this stuff. And then you don't end up really doing anything. And, you know, like we've said it before in the podcast a couple of times, there's no, you know, when I look back over the year and I reevaluate the year, it's so frustrating when I am exactly where I was a year ago. 
And, and so, how does that, and you're like, you look back and you're like, how the hell did that happen? Yep. I had 12 months and I'm exactly where I was before. Like, and, and then all of a sudden, and then it's 12 months and 12 months and 12 months and you got, you know, three years and there's something in your business or in your life that you want ha- to have changed. And it just hasn't changed because you were too focused on, you know, you were focused on way too many things. And so the idea is you focus on two or three things every 90 days. And then at that end of that 90 days, that one thing is done. And then you just start stacking on top of it. And then at the end of the year, you've got eight or 10 things done as opposed to having nothing done because you were trying to do everything. Exactly right. So where are you guys at right now? So last week, my myself and my team, we, we had our meeting and uh, we went over everybody's goals. And so the cool thing now about doing goals is, you know, we've got team goals and then each agent has their own goals so then the agents can see how their goals actually fit into the team Mm -hmm. goals and that we're all working towards a bigger picture right and so if you don't get your goals done the goal that we have set for the team will not get done so there's pressure one on myself as the team leader to make sure i'm providing the tools and everything that the agents need in order for them to be successful and so i'm holding myself accountable and then as i look down to them i'm like hey you've set a goal here to close two deals every month. Like what is going on and why are you not getting these deals done? Or what is the plan for us to make sure you get two deals done every single month? Because if you don't get your deals done, we don't, the team doesn't hit its goals and then we all can't prosper from there. Right. And so that's kind of what we went through last week. We did personal goals, business goals, and then we also did physical goals as well. We started our um, production goals this week and we kind of have gone back because of the, so right now we have two agents um, and we're looking at adding, but both agents, I came significantly under their goal was significantly less than my goal for them. And so we're working through that right now and trying to establish like what I think they can get done versus what, you know, and it, it's, it's part of it is setting that goal that, you know, might not be attainable, but, I don't want to set a goal that's going to be easily attainable. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about that because we we had, that was one of the conversations we've had. We've actually been talking about this, what you're talking about over the last three weeks, me and my team have. So expand on that a little bit. On the uh, setting goals that are bigger than you think you can get. Yeah. That are maybe not attainable, even though you say they're not attainable. They probably are attainable, but what what y'all what are y'all talking through, or what are your thoughts on? on yeah, that? So we're, yeah, we're just talking through uh, this idea of where would you like you know where would you like the business to be? What do you want it to look like at the end of the year? And is that something you can do? And to me, I like to push it beyond where I think is feasible, like or where I think you know we're in a position to do, and really try to take a look at the whole system and process and kind of get excited to see how it's going to happen and not trying to map out. Okay. Well, you know, as an example, like our goal, my team goal next year is 130 transactions. It's a pretty significant jump off of this year, but I'm also looking at adding agents and I've added some lead sources. And so we've changed some things around that I think are preparing us to make that significant jump next year. But 130, like when I first looked at it and I kind of laid the numbers out on how I thought it could go, we were at about 95, 96 transactions was what I think we could really feasibly do. And I wasn't comfortable with that. I want to be able to push the team. And I don't want to say this because, oh, you've already cashed it in. But if 
say our goal is 95. Okay, we really want to do 95. Well, let's make that goal 130. Well, if we end up at 115 or 120, you know, I'm ecstatic about that because that's 20 more deals than we had originally planned on, even though we didn't make the goal. You know, everybody's bank accounts are still happier, you know, by everybody adding two transactions to their year, three transactions to their year. And so it's just setting a goal where you don't have to, you don't necessarily know how you're going to get there, but you know, you're putting the tools in place and then having the attitude of sitting back and seeing how it happens or how it plays out. Because most of the time it plays out in a way that you didn't really foresee. That's a good way to look at it. And everybody's got different philosophy on this, right? There's some people that say set realistic goals. There are some people that say set goals that are just going to blow your mind that are, I've heard somebody say set a goal that's so sexy, like you want to go out and achieve it. You know what I mean? And so it depends on what, and that's why I love real estate because everybody's different. Every team is different. My thought process is the same as yours. Why not go out and try to achieve what is impossible? I listened to a guy the other day. He he said, you know, he he's always saying you can do the impossible. Anything's possible. And somebody said to him, well, if anything's possible, why don't you go and cure cancer? And he's like, well, I might not cure cancer, but he's like, I guarantee you the person that cures cancer is the person that thought it was possible. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that it's it doesn't even matter. And, and when so when you look at it like that, it doesn't even matter like what you actually do. What matters is your mindset and if you think it's possible or not, because if it's not possible, you won't do it. Yeah. If it is possible, you're going to fight to do it. Well, when I talked about the confusion with or not the confusion, but the lack of clarity on my 10 year goal, when we were out in uh, Temecula a couple months ago, going over, uh, setting up some big picture stuff, you know, what I looked at and the stuff I was writing down for 10 years, Blake was like, Oh man, that's not even, that's not even close to being big enough. And then, so I ended up, I just, for the exercise sake, I wrote down a billion in revenue that's like 2,200 transactions on the team. And like, to me, that's a huge goal, but to me, that's not attainable yet. Like that's not, I don't have my mind wrapped around that goal to get after it and to do what it takes to do that. Um, because I don't believe it yet. And and I don't know if I'll get to where I believe that. I don't know, if, you know, I don't know what that looks like yet. And that's the, a lot of the process I'm working through and really hoping to have some clarity in this year on what I want that 10 year goal to look like. So I'm 52 now that puts me at 62. And I think that's like a great chunk of time that I need to, I need to have a real clear picture of what I want 62 to look like. Yeah, the cool thing though is is that if you didn't go to Temecula, that would never even be on the radar at all. And so it's like now that that is on the radar, how many people are you possibly going to help because of that? How many families are going to be served because of that? What is going to be the result for your kids because of that? Which is why we always go to these events, right? Why mm-hmm. we always travel and do these different events is is for that reason because you open yourself up to endless possibilities. And that's why it's, man, that's why I just love living life, man. No, where else can that, you have that experience. It's pretty awesome. We had done another, kind of interesting that it was in San Diego. We had done another event. We did a billion dollar exercise before, and that was how could you get to a billion dollars? You know, and I never looked at the billion as a number that was, that number doesn't motivate me yet. Um, Don't, yeah, like I said, I don't know if it ever will, but it was a good exercise and I realized the, the way I was, here's, here's where it was a, a great outcome from that exercise was I realized 
that, whoa, the route I was going in selling real estate, there was no way I could get there. So then I had to kind of scrap that model of how I was operating my business and look at different options if I wanted to scale my business. And you know, we had to come up with how do you get to a billion dollars? And I really copped out. I like, I did the, I took a billion dollars and I divided it by 7,000 rentals and that was my <laughs> billion dollars. So, you know, what's crazy now though, is like, we did that. When did we do that exercise? Is that like four yeah, years ago, three yeah, years ago? Yeah, 2019 or so, I would think. Yeah. 2019, like, honestly, that is not possible in 2019, but where we are today, that actually is mm -hmm. possible. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we have a road. There is there. So the one thing I do see, like on that 10 year goal, I see a way there. I just don't know that I see myself taking that way. Exactly. That's what's crazy about it is like, man, back then we didn't even see there wasn't even a pathway, right? Couldn't even now, think that way. Now there's a pathway to get yep. there, which is absolutely bonkers. And anybody can do it, you know? Yeah. The question is, do you want to do it? Which is the awesome question, which is the question you should be asking, right? Mm -hmm. Do I even want to do that? So that's, that's, uh, that's good. So to back all right, up on all of this stuff, like the one thing when it comes to planning, when it comes to any of these goal setting, the one thing that I figured out, and I didn't have this piece until probably about two years ago is you have to know where you're going. You have to know where you want to go. And that's that billion dollar idea, right? Like, well, I didn't think I wanted to go to a billion. And so like, without knowing that I wanted to go there, I couldn't put a plan in place to go there but you have to have clarity on where you want to go. Yeah. And here's the other thing that I'm getting comfortable with is that I think I would know where I want to go. And then it like changes <laughs> where, where I think I want to go. And so I, I don't think there's anything wrong with changing it either. You know, it's like, man, I thought this is what I wanted. Oh, now, you know what? I changed my mind. This isn't what I, what I want. This is actually really what I want. And so being flexible in the fact of, allowing yourself to change what you want and where you want to go to, I think is a big key. Cause I get so shut down on, man, this is, I need to figure out what I really want right now. And then it gets so serious. It's like, okay, who cares? Like, all right, this is what I think I want at the moment. Let me just dream big on this and go after it. And then that's why we had David, you know, David Benz on our, on the podcast. What was that in the summer? And he said, well, just go get it. And then once you get it, you'll realize if you want it or not. And so, you know, that's really what I'm looking at too, is like, make a decision, go after it. If in the middle of it, you decide you don't want it, let's pivot and move. And then if you actually do get it and realize you didn't want it, then let's move on to something else as well, right? That's kind of the game and be okay with that happening. Well, this goes along the way of when you have like a kid or you have like a high school, let's say a high schooler. And then this resonates with me because of Cooper, you know, I want him to have his goal, you know, and he's got some big goals when it comes to, to baseball. And then the old way I used to think, or like, I see his grandparents do this, or like there's other people in his life who are like, well, you know, it's really hard. You know, like I want to play division one baseball and that's really hard to make to play division one baseball. And there's no money in baseball because the scholarships and now you have the portal. And so all these people are saying this stuff to him. I'm like, no, man. Let so Let's say he has a, like, and here's how I look at it. So let's say he has a goal to play division one baseball and he works that hard to do that. And let's say he ends up playing division two or three. That's still awesome. He gets to go to college. He gets to play baseball, like, you know, beyond high school. And so just cause you don't make the goal, you're still 
way further ahead than if you had just ignored it all. Which goes back to you should probably set a goal that's yeah, unattainable rather than, yeah. a game, than a goal that is attainable, right? Yeah, so because if I set a billion-dollar goal for 10 years and I only make it to $500 million, oh, that sucks. You're a failure. $500 million? Exactly. You only did a thousand. Your team only did a thousand transactions. Exactly. You suck. You know, like, no, that's not how it is. You're going to, I mean, yeah, there's huge success in it. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big, uh, it's a big perspective shift for sure. And so, all right, well, let's get back to this to uh, let's get back to the real estate here. So um, one year, one year goals, breaking it down to 90. I think the, where I'm going with this is getting down to the 90 day goal, right. Is really the uh, where the rubber hits the road, narrowing it down to a few things. Like you said, rather than doing like eight, nine or 10 things, there's really probably only two or three things that you can really focus on in a quarter in order for you to actually get real change or get real progress is probably what I would say. And so breaking that down, into those those 90 day chunks maybe give us a couple of things have you thought about a couple of things you're working on in the first quarter of 2023 i am yep i uh the first thing so i need to continue i started this idea uh the process of hiring agents bringing agents in the team and this last quarter was one of those things where man that was a lot harder than i thought it was going to be kind of getting this whole the recruiting process in place it was a lot harder and went a lot slower than I was anticipating. So we're going to continue that into next quarter. Also making sure I have a good, clear sales process uh, as we're adding agents. I want them to I want to easily slide them right into the sales process because the one thing that I see a lot in this industry is I don't see new agents being able to have a lot of quick success. And I want our process to be a way that when a new agent comes in or an agent that doesn't hasn't done a lot of transactions, I want them to have quick a quick win. I want them to get you know one or two deals under contract quickly, um, and that's going to do so much to boost their motivation. Um, and then uh, and then I've got some de- and then I got some uh, I got a goal wrapped around revenue, and that was the one thing one of the of the ninety day rocks. There's all for me. There's always a revenue based one. Always a sales yep. goal, right? Yep. Yeah, we, I broke mine down. I started thinking about uh, how can I kind of make this a little more simplified for myself. And so the thing I started thinking about was kind of how we, when we're hiring agents, you hire according to your core values. And so I was thinking, what are my core values? I'm using air quotes if you're not watching. What are my core values for my rocks for 90 days or at least for the next year? And so for me, they're going to be sales, agent attraction, and budget. Because, you know, I'm ready to, I need to scale down expenses and especially with everything that's going on, the the, uh, market's tightening up a little bit here. And so for sales, just like you said, it's a revenue goal. What are we, what are we planning to hit every 90 days and for the year? And then agent attraction is agent attraction for the team and also agent attraction for, you know, EXP Realty as well. Those are kind of, they kind of go in dovetail together. And then with the, with the budget piece and then with the sales and agent attraction, I want to do that with a focus on video, right? With a focus on video. And so kind of working those together. And then as I, now that I'm going to break these out, obviously the sales goal is the sales goal, but now how do I break out a rock for me to be able to concentrate on agent attraction and the team and, and doing video. And so I'm still, still breaking that, still breaking that one down for sales. 
we are going to be concentrating on uh, we're going to be concentrating on lead conversion and follow up. That is like one spot we are we are really. I'm not gonna say we're struggling on, but that's that's the part where we need we need more help with, right? Before the last third quarter, fourth quarter, it was all about lead generation, and so we've got. I feel like we've done a good job with the lead generation and getting leads and having people to talk to. But now we need to get better on following up those leads and converting them and and making sure, especially going into to the shift too, right? Mm-hmm. So those are really the things we're focusing on. Yeah, with the follow up, that's good because I mean, there's very how many agents have you met or team leaders that you talk to that says their follow-up game's on point or doesn't need to improve? Everybody talks about needing to improve their follow-up and and that's where a lot of success can come from. And so not just saying what's nice about you doing a 90 days, you're not just saying, oh, we need to get better at follow-up. You're going to put a system in place that's going to show your team how to follow up, what to say, who to call, when to call. And so you just put that system in place and let the system and process drive it. So that, that's a good one. Yeah, we actually are. Yeah, you're right. So we've already got systems in place for follow up. Right. But but for the 90 days, we're going to focus on that. Like what is what is the part? And for me, I'm breaking down what part of the follow up and conversion are we not doing good at? Is it you know, is it actually setting the appointment or is it actually the script or are we not showing people, you know, the right houses? Like what what part of the system is not working that we need to actually get better at. And that's what we're going to focus on. And so then we will, uh, we'll have more training and more focus on, on those areas that, that kind of need to be done. And then uh, when you set your, did you set your one-year goals for the team before you met with your team? Like, did you know what your one years were before you met with them or did you wait until you met with them and then kind of calculated everything? No, I already had I already had the goals already set out. So I've already got the goals set up from last year. Basically, what we're doing is we're doubling from last year. Like mm-hmm. we were talking, I actually asked them. So I already had my goals planned out, right? And then we got into the meeting and we went over last year. So I was like, hey, this was our GCI last year. This was our uh, number of transactions, and this was our volume. And I was like, based on this or whatever, I was like, what do you guys think we should shoot for next year? just to figure out where their heads were at, you know? And so they said a number that was probably about a quarter. No, it was probably about half of what I said. And then, so I like wrote that out on the whiteboard and then I wrote down the goal that I had for the team Mm -hmm. on the whiteboard. And so I just wanted to give like a little bit of drama, a little bit of shock to it. It was, uh, yeah, this is the difference between being the team leader and being an agent, right? The agent's looking at like their production and you're looking at it. Okay. So I have X amount of agents and they, they, they're going to do this many deals. And that's why I asked the question. Now you know how many more agents you have to go get 100%. to get to where you want to go. And so uh, what is your, so what is your, what's your one-year goal? We have not <laughs> shared these. So I'm interested to see how, how, if ours are close. It's a, it's a million. Yeah. The one-year goal is a million in production. Well, a, a million in GCI. Yeah. A million in GCI. Yeah. And how many and sides it. do you have to do for that? Well, we're, at, we're, we're the plan is 125. And then the volume, okay. I think the volume's 40 million, 40 million, 40 million. Yeah. So I'm 32 million, 900 GCI, 130 sides. So ours, once again, our lives are really close together. Yeah. Kindred spirits for sure. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're excited about that. So where do we take it from here? Then you got your one year goal. What else? What else do we have here? Oh, 
Yeah. And then, so yeah, the one year goal also drives, you're exactly right. How many agents you need as well. So I know how many agents I'm looking to bring on. And then we talked about how the agent count affects our team too, because at EXP, once you're, if you're on a team and you hit 10 agents, yes, their cap drops down to $4,000, right? So I'm also telling them about the, the goal with how many agents we want to bring on the team and how that goal affects them. Because if they're going to go on to Icon and do all that stuff, it doesn't really matter, right? But most of the agents on my team are, are new. And so they're, they're a few steps away from getting to that point. And so $4,000 cap is really, really important to them. So now we are not only looking at having sales, but we're also looking at my agents recruiting other agents to the team because now they see how that actually helps their bottom line as well. And so all of these, my point with this is, is that all of the goals that we set, they all compound on each other. And you can see how everything that we're doing is actually working together. Because before I used to just set a number and be like, oh, that would be cool. Right. Yeah. But now it's like, man, the reason why we're setting this number is for a reason. The reason why you have to have one appointment every day is for this reason. Because if you don't have that one appointment every day, you're already behind. Yeah. And now the team's behind. And so we're not going to hit our goals because we didn't do the things we said we needed to do every single day. And so this, this is what helps you figure out what you should do every day and what key performance indicators you need to be hitting. Well, and then the other shift that I've made when it comes to like the goals, because I used to set goals for a number that I thought was cool and that would mean a lot to me and would benefit my family and my bank account. And now when you start to break it down with your team and you look at, you know, this agent wants to do 36 transactions, it's going to net him X amount of money. What's that going to do for his life? That means his wife who's working full time, they've got two under two and she has to work full time. If we can get him there, then she can go part-time. And so now you start to look at it much differently in that we're just, now we're not just adding money. We're affecting lives. We're affecting families. We're, you know, benefiting like their family structure. And to me, that's way more motivational than him putting 150,000, 200,000 in his bank account. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the way, and the other thing we should probably talk about is the tool we've got in order to actually make all this work, right? Because it's it's cool to just sit here and talk about it, but you actually need something that you can actually write this down and have a way, a system in place for you to actually make sure that you are on track for what you're doing, right? And so it is that three one ninety day. It's basically the worksheet. Yep. Is it the work? Is it a worksheet? What do yeah, we? That's an Excel. It? It's an era. It's a Google sheet. Yeah, so plug a, your numbers in and in the three year vision section, you can plug in your three year numbers and then you got things like what is your team going to look like? What does your team need to look like to do that? What are some other goals? And you have your one year, what's you know, your sales volume and number of deals sold and then what's it got to look like? And then under the 90 day, what's your 90 day goals? And under there, your rocks go, your, your what am I working on? What do I need to get done in this 90 days to make that happen? Yeah. And then usually, you know, at least in our space, you know, we're the team lead. And then if you're a single agent, you're going to have the rock is actually going to be assigned to someone. So usually, obviously, they're assigned to us at the moment, but you're going to assign that to someone. They're going to be responsible for it and taking care of the then once you get through that, you've got your KPIs, your key performance indicators that are going to help you under that layer that are going to keep you on track for your for your rocks. 
there's all a system for this. And uh, if you are an agent and you're listening to this podcast and you need help with that, reach out to us. We'll be, we'll be, we will gladly shoot you over uh, the tool here for you to be able to uh, set up your one year goals and then your quarterly, quarterly rocks as well. We'll even go over it with you as well, too, because this is something that you really need to get in place. I mean, once you get to a certain point, right, you can wing it for a little while. That's the thing that I found. Like when you first get started, like it's like, okay, I just need a sale. All right, now I got a sale. And then as you start to get consistent, things start to plateau. And then as you plateau, you're like, okay, what do I need to do? Why am I stuck in the same spot for the last two years? Well, it's because what you were doing before isn't going to get you where you need to go. And this is one of those tools that takes you from just being a great agent or being a good agent to taking you to being a great agent. And that's where you want to go from. You want to go from good to great to outstanding, right? And so this is going to get you from good to great. And then as you get good at this, the next level is going to take you even to the next step. But this is what uh, people that are actually building a business, this is what they're using in order to get to the next step. Yeah. So if you want the tool, just reach out to us. We'll give it to you. We'll even, either one of us will take some time with you. What I found with most agents that have never looked at the 3190, they have a pretty good foundation like in their head already of the pieces. And so we get that laid out. And then we just start plugging in around what you already have, what you want, um, what you want your business to look like. And and so I, I know most people already have a, a foundation of it, but putting it in writing and in front of you. And this is something, this sheet is a sheet that I have my vision kind of board, not a board, but it's a sheet on one side. And then I have the 3190 on the other side. And that's a document I carry with me every day. Yeah. Because you said it nicely. It's like, yeah, I hear most agents I talk to, they've got a, they've got a good, whatever you said. But the thing is, is like most agents, they don't have anything written down, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have, they don't have a process for anything. All they know is that somebody called in, they showed them a house, they took it to them. They wanted to write a contract and they, and they wrote it up and then they did that 30 times out of the year. Well, you've got to move forward from that and actually get to, uh, get to where you want to go. So yes, if you're listening now, reach out to us and ask for the 3190. That is going to be a life changer. Just like with Jerry opening up to a billion dollars, open your mind up to working in a 90-day world so you can uh, have massive success. All right. What have we not hit? See, we got three-year, one-year, 90. We got the tool, kind of some vision for behind you know, what your goals are going to be. But now is like the time, you know, now is the time of year that, that that one year goal is like really popular. Everybody's kind of putting that together. And these are the conversations I have. So really just encourage you, if you don't know what you want December 31st, 2023 to look like, figure it out. Pass that vision in your head of what you want the end of 2023 to look like. And let's put a plan in place to get you there. That's exactly right. So we'll wrap this one up. Everybody's talking about business planning right now. Everybody's going to their business planning workshops and all that. <laughs> this is probably the most important time of the year. If you do the right things to make it the most important time of the year, right? Don't just pull numbers out of your rear end that you just want to hit. Actually sit down and like Jerry said, what do you want December 31st, 2023 to look like? Envision it, visualize it. What does it look like? What does it smell like? Who are you with? 
whenever you uh, hit your goals that you uh, that you want to accomplish and then get those down on paper and get a plan in place to review those often and over time. All right. So that is it for this episode of the Epic Agent Success podcast. If you got any value from this, as we always say, we love a five-star rating and review. It helps us get the podcast out to others who are looking to have epic success in their businesses. And so we appreciate it and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Epic Agent Success Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you've received value today, we hope you'll give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget, we love sharing our experiences and offering tips to agents looking to grow. So come join us on our Facebook page, the Epic Agent Success Podcast, and stay connected.